the Two Finger Guns Club presents Foul Mouthed, the network's newest series celebrating the delightful peculiarities, linguistic oddities, and interesting flavors of swear words across different languages. I'm your host, Dora. At the center of today's episode, we have Mexican Spanish. Snapshooting some well-known swear words is photographer, man of many hidden talents, Beto. And sharing this flavorful experience with me is Erika Tadeo, a very talented Montreal-based stand-up comedian and longtime advocate for Movember prostate cancer. We'll dig in right after these messages. Let me ask you something. Do you watch wrestling? Either way, I have a podcast I want you to check out. Smark and Friends is the wrestling podcast that's not just for wrestling fans. Sometimes we watch wrestling with content creators or emerging artists who don't watch wrestling. Other times we'll invite a wrestler to talk about their interesting projects outside the squared circle. Or maybe we'll do something else entirely, as long as we think wrestling fans and people outside of our fandom will get a kick out of it. Catch Smark and Friends from the Two Finger Guns Club wherever you catch your podcasts. I personally picked up the bit of Spanish that I actually know from uh, watching telenovelas as a kid, but I don't think there was much swearing involved when, uh, you know, calling for your abuela in the hacienda. Well, today I'm very happy to fix that. Thanks to Beto's help, our Mexican Spanish profanity rep. Welcome, Beto. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to you. That's quite a description on my side. I'm going to be your representative on the profanity side. Oh, that's amazing. Quite something. I I need to put that on my CV for sure. That sounds like a great qualification for sure. (laughs) (laughs) And sharing this flavorful experience with me is Erica, a very talented Montreal-based stand-up comedian. Are you ready for the spiciness, Erica? Hi, Dora. I am so ready for the spiciness. I took like five antacids this morning. We should be okay. Fantastic. Great then. Beto, please get us started. What would you like to share with us today? First of all, uh, we can go for for the short list. It's quite a, a basic or a standard uh, short list of uh, Mexican cruises. But at some point, I would like to talk about like a, a really specific uh, verb, adjective, noun, kind of, a, you know, like a Play-Doh kind of a word for Mexicans when we curse and when we use it. Actually, we use it on almost everything. But I'm sure we can start with the with the first one, of course. Are you ready for that one? Ready. Woo-hoo! Okay. So here it goes. Chinga tu madre. Chinga tu madre. <laughs> I understood that. One? that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 It's it's pretty much three words. Chinga tu madre. Uh, that's quite interesting. It, what it says is pretty much is like go and fight your mother or fuck your mother or bother your mother. It's we use it all the time. Uh, it's, it's like I know, I know. We use it without thinking actually, but it's pretty much like the basic or the standards of like when you're I don't know riding your your, your car or maybe your bike and then something happened with a car, you pretty much yell at the, at the people. Chinga tu madre way. It's very offensive, but also slightly vague in how it is offensive. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, after so many years, the meaning of it, it kind of dilutes a tiny bit, but still we use it to, to, to offend people or to offend each other. It's it really interesting. You want to try to pronounce it? Oh my God. Okay, so despite the fact that I speak more than one language in which we roll our R's, I cannot roll my R's. So <laughs> Really? 
Okay, okay, okay. You can try your let's, best. I mean, let's <clears throat> chinga tu madre. Hey, yeah, okay. nice. Bravo. All right. I mean, okay, so I'll admit, I do speak a little bit of Spanish, but like Dora, I learned it all from places that they don't swear. Like, I learned a bit of Spanish from my dad when I was four years old, and I'm pretty sure there is not a good father on earth who would teach his four-year-old swear words. So, uh, yeah, like, I know how to talk about cheese and, like, how to introduce myself, and that's about it. Like, I don't, I don't know how to insult people, but this is good. Now I know what to say if ever I, like, you know, get into a fight next time I'm in Mexico. I can use my words because I know that I can't use my fists. I am not very strong. <laughs> well, in that case, that might not be the best uh, phrase for you. But anyway, we can continue <laughs> on. And after, I mean, at the end, you can pick something and or maybe we can come up with something different for you, something that suits you more. Let's move on to the next one. That's a little bit funny. The number two, vete a la verga. Can you say that again, please, Beto? Please. Oh, bien, so, vete a la verga. <laughs> what, Erica, what, what do you guess that that would mean? I'm not even sure how many words it is. Uh, <laughs> it's like, can you use it in a sentence? Of course. Um, uh, well, I can use it on almost everything, but it, it, will, it will be like the last part of the phrase. But it's four words. Vete a la verga is like, Oh, me estás cobrando mucho, vete a la verga, güey. So uh, you're charging me too much. So go fuck yourself. So ah. it, it's kind of a, almost the same, but it's not exact. It doesn't translate exactly. Vete a la verga. Vete, it pretty much it says go. Uh, you go. A la verga, to the dick, pretty much. Verga. In, in, in Mexico and other parts of Latin America, it's a synonym for, uh, for a dick or uh, a penis. It sounds more polite than chinga tu madre, so I kind of like that because it's like, it's like you're being really mean to someone, but it sounds beautiful, so it's okay. <laughs> it, it actually, okay, wow, the first time <laughs> for me that someone says that to me, you know what, that sounds so beautiful. Vete la verga, okay, it's quite aggressive, it's almost the same as aggressive as the first one. Uh, let's say like if you want to start a fist fight with, I don't know, a taxi driver or something, you start with either chinga tu madre or beta la verga. <laughs> okay. I'm going to keep that in my back pocket just in case I need it. <laughs> At the end of this, I would love to uh, to outline the most offensive one that we can, uh, you know, we'll guarantee we're going to get into a fight and get our asses kicked in Mexico. <laughs> you really, you really want to do that? <laughs> okay. Yeah, sure. Sure. We can definitely do that. Uh, Dora, you want to try to pronounce it? Chinga tu madre, vete a la verga. Right? Am I doing it? <laughs> yes, you are doing it right. Now I feel a little bit of uncomfortable around you. <laughs> uh, no, no ass kicking on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think we are safe right now. Don't worry. It's just me taking it a little bit personal, but I know it's not. Okay. <laughs> so should we move to the next one? Yes, please. Perfect. The next one is... Hijo de la chingada. What? Ooh. Hijo de la chingada. Did I get it? Ex yeah, exactly. Hijo de la chingada. Yeah. Hmm. That, we started to scratch a little bit on the chingar. That it's pretty much a verb or something. I mean, it's like this uh, kind of a joker we use when we're talking in Mexico. But it, it's really interesting. 
It says uh, son of a bitch, very much. It's not the same because chingada doesn't translate directly to a whore or a prostitute. It translates to um, a someone that has been raped or or, or maybe yeah i know it's quite hard uh, we can we oh, can gosh. dig in into into chingar later if you want it means like hijo de la chingada it's uh yeah son of a bitch or son of a whore or something like that you can pretty much use it in the same context okay so this one you would say would be out of all the free ones so far it's the most offensive right like it sounds super offensive at least and that's the funny part it is not i mean because it, it's just like sending someone to to fight off or to to just get i don't know it's weird how to describe it it's like just i, I don't know let's say like for example just want to offend someone on the street without actually trying to pick up a fight or to you know get into the punches or stuff you can say hijo de la chingada hijo de la chingada and it will be okay because the verb chingar is pretty much ingrained in our in, in our language or the way we speak so it's not that offensive but etymologically speaking it's really really hardcore i mean from the party comes and stuff but anyway let's leave that for later okay so if it's like how casually is it used can you just like you just like casually call your friends like hijo de la chingada like like oh, a drunk yes. white girl might be like what's up bitches like yeah exactly like hey who's de la chingada ¿Quién se tomó mi cerveza? like hey fuckers who, who drank my beer we kind of oh the same yeah yeah or like hey cabrones will be also like a synonym or like almost the same level but yeah it's it's a quite dense uh word to use that we use it lightly because we don't we, we don't mean that exactly it's just like it's now part of our, our our language. It's part of the way we we communicate. It's really interesting. So it's like really really bad, but it's not so bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you will be safer. You said hijo de la chingada than beta la verga. All right. Good to know. I feel like I should yeah. be taking notes. Definitely. <laughs> Don't worry. I have a whole document for you if you want. <laughs> yes. I can share that with you at the end of the podcast. Yeah. So yeah, that's the number three. Hijo de la chinga. Perfect. Number four. No mames. Hmm. You want to guess what it means? Hmm. Sounds like you're saying you don't love me or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that, is it? It's not exactly that. Uh -huh. Is this another like very specific situation, but you actually use it in a very vague way, kind of thing? Not exactly. This one, I mean, it's quite specific. It's, it's not for an action. It will be more like, for example, uh, like trying to say, "Oh, fuck off." Will be like, "I no mames." It's like you're implying like there's some doubt about whatever the other person said or did or about to do. It's like uh, like saying it, it pretty much what it says or like the direct translation to the English will be it, don't suck or like don't suck my dick. But yeah. Okay, that actually makes total sense. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that, that's the way you can use it. Like, hey, oh, fuck off, uh, come on. I mean, in a more Mexican style for sure. But yeah, that's no mames. 
Okay, um, very mild this one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then number five, that's a little bit more intense. Uh, that this that definitely is something you will say if you're really, really angry at someone or really want to offend someone. It's pretty much the same as everybody everywhere else in Latin America, like Latin Spanish speaking in America. Uh, let's go for it. Hijo de tu puta madre. Oh, I actually know that one. The classic. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it depends on the region, or it depends on the of the of the country. Sometimes it's like hijo de puta, uh, hijo de tu puta madre. But in Mexico, it's like really offensive, like hijo de tu puta madre. It's like you're really pissed. You really want to offend. You really want to say something like that is gonna bother the other person, like hijo de tu puta madre or hija, like in the feminine side, hija de tu puta madre. You're you're like so mad that you didn't even go for a nickname. You're like so mad at someone that it's like you're using their full name, like including their middle name. You're just like hijo de tu puta madre. Like you didn't. <laughs> like there's no like no cutting corners. You're like I am going to use every single word I can just to make sure you know how much I hate you. <laughs> you got it right, Erika. That's perfectly the way I will describe it in Spanish. Like I, I need. <laughs> say it specifically like tengo que decir hijo de tu puta madre but and also i mean i don't know if you noticed the the, the way i'm saying it there's there's some intention behind it like i i want to say it with really strong pronunciation you're like Suena. stretching it out yeah exactly it comes from my chest you know it's, it's pretty much like a visceral thing to say like hijo de tu puta madre definitely intense this one for sure I like it. I'm. Uh, I don't know if I'll use it to insult any humans, but if I feel like there's so much behind it that like I'm very clumsy. So like next time I stub my toe or like trip over something, I know what I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've done that before. Yeah, been there, done that. <laughs> okay. Uh, next one, number six. No te pases de verga. Ah, we have uh, verga again. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can use it almost in the same context as no mames, but it will be a little bit stronger, actually. It will be more offensive than, the, than no mames. Ooh. What's your guess, Erika? What do you think could be more offensive? Please, don't suck me. <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> actually, can you say it again, Beto? Yeah, sure. No te pases de verga. Hmm. Now, I feel like a lot of these swear words come from like men saying this to other men. Like if it was like women saying this to other women, I'd be like, oh, it's probably something like you'll never catch another dick in your life. But like, <laughs> I feel like this was probably invented by a man. I'm not sure. It's like, it's hard. To, let me try to translate the meaning because in, in my head, it's just, it has its meaning and that's it. It's not like exactly like, it has a direct translation that is pretty much when you're you, you've done something or to someone that it is like not nice or uh, let's say that you're saying a lie that is totally like like not true i mean you can see the lie coming from afar i mean it's something I mean, you will use to say like oh come on not the passes de verga mm, okay 
so, so it's, it's essentially like stop bullshitting something like yeah. that yeah exactly Hi. yeah so that's the number six. You want to make a pause here and talk about something else? Like, is this the right moment to talk about chingar? Because I am about to use other other words right now. That is not chingar is not part of it, even when we use chingar on almost everything. <laughs> I am very curious to learn about uh, to dive deep into the chingar universe, Beto. I don't know. I don't know about you, Erica. I want to learn more about how to properly apply chingara to like any possible situation. Chingar, Ch mandar alguien a la chingada. That's like, send someone to fuck off. Uh, let's say that, no chingues, ah, don't fuck. Or like, don't, like, I don't know how to say that, but I mean, you can use it in so many ways. It's so rich, but let's talk about the, the, the background of the word or the, the verb or adverb, whatever. I mean, we use it for almost everything. It comes from the from the Spanish colony. The colonists use it before. It's it, it has its roots in the Iberic Peninsula. Uh, peninsula, yeah. That's I don't know if that translates directly to English, but it comes from Spain and Portugal, uh, from the gypsies actually, from the 1400s. The way the things like the Spanish people brought that to Mexico uh for to describe something really awful but uh, it was pretty much like an activity or like an exercise the spanish people did during the colonies it was pretty much ra raping uh, natives or women uh, actually mexican women on, on, uh, during the colony so because of that there started to be some like mixes uh, with the race like mixed people like half mexican half spanish uh, they call it criollos but there was a like really, really despective way of calling them hijos de la chingada. Pretty much oh. like sounds, sounds of a rapid woman or whatever. So it comes Oh, that from... is so mean. Oh, I hate colonialism so much. <laughs> well, the thing is like, it started to pick up at some point. I mean, after, I don't know, two or 300 years. <laughs> so now it's part of our, 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 of our language. And we used to say that all the time, like hijo de la chingada, uh, but after at some point, something happened uh, right at the border with the with the Chicanos. That's pretty much people coming. Well, I mean, they, they have their roots from uh, Mexican Mexican origins, but that were born in, 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 in I don't know in California or pretty much in the states. So they started to use it as to describe someone that that was powerful, someone that was chingon someone that had had a, like more power over someone else or other group of people it, the same applied for a woman uh, uh, so we use it in both ways now it's something that can be really really positive or something that can be really meaning like really mean so we can use it in almost everything we can say oh that man is really a chingon or ese hombre es muy chingon Oh, oh, that thing you just made is so chingon, está muy chingon. Oh man, that painting está chingona. Esa pintura está chingona. So we can use it almost everything to describe something positive. And it's the same for, I don't know, let's say, for example, this view is really chingona, eh? I really like it. Está muy chingona la chévere, la cerveza. Ah, me gusta. Or we can use it like, ah, chinga la madre. Esto sabe horrible, or like, oh, fuck up, this tastes horrible. So we can use it almost like, I don't know, it's like, 
really versatile. I really like it. You don't think about it, it's just use it. That's the funny part of it. So it's like, I don't know how to say that. It's quite exciting. There's a whole book. I, I think I, I'm going to share that link with you later, but there's a whole book that describes, it's actually, there's, the book has actually a, a translation to the, to the English and describes that all nuances are subtleties of the word being used on the Mexican language. Like we use it every single day. It's really funny. But now you know where it comes from. So it's quite a dark thing and interesting. I think it is really interesting. Um, earlier you said you don't really think about it, you just use it. So I think I'm making the major mistake of like thinking about it a lot because I don't understand when I'd use it. <laughs> I feel like I just picture myself going to Mexico and just like pointing at different things and being like, chingon, question mark? <laughs> and just like eventually getting it right, but really just trial and error. Yeah, I mean, you can get away with it. Let's say, for example, if you go at taqueria, uh, I mean, for a taco, let's say, and I don't know, maybe the taquero, the, the guy who's making your taco will say like, oh, senorita, we don't have any more this kind of tortilla, so we're going to give you an, a bigger tortilla with some cheese in it. And you will say like, oh, chingon, gracias. So, I mean, I don't know. It's quite something. It is very fascinating how this one word can be used as a, uh, you know, with a positive connotation, but, but a negative one as well. And I feel we have the same thing in Romanian. And I feel that many languages um, that are versed in the art of cursing um, can pull this off, can pull one or one word off uh, to be used in so many contexts, uh, so many ways. And yeah, it's, uh, you know, it says a lot about how rich the culture is, I guess. It's awesome. <laughs> I had no idea about this word, Chinga. So thanks so much for sharing, Beto. Uh, you're welcome. It's actually my pleasure. I love to talk about things, especially Mexican stuff. We're reaching so, the culture here. Yes. Yay. I mean, we can spend hours talking about other stuff. But yeah, let's, let's move on to the number seven. Are you ready? So this one is quite funny. Let me let me say it first, and then you will need to guess the context of, of the use of the word or the, the phrase itself. And after that, the meaning of it, because this one is a tiny bit complicated, but it, it, it is funny. The, 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 the whole context of it is quite funny. Here we go. E puto! Are you on a stadium or something? Are you watching a football game or something? Exactly. Uh, okay. let, let me do it again, just because of, of the pleasure of doing it again. Hey, puto! <laughs> I love it. I'm so glad that you told us what context it comes in, because honestly, the first thing, like when you delivered that, I was like, if I didn't know that this was a swear word, I would think it was like the beginning of a children's show where you just see like a puppet slowly turning to the camera saying, <laughs> and like that doesn't sound like something that should be on a children's show. <laughs> so first of all, uh, I need to talk about the word puto. Puto is pretty much for, I mean, the description for a, a faggot or uh, I mean, to in a really offensive way. We used to use it in that way. Now, not anymore. Even now, the I think the LGBT. Community in New Mexico, they use it just like they don't give a fuck, and that's really amazing. I really, I, I really admire like how they don't give a fuck. I did apply all these uh, 
Mexican style, like we don't give a fuck, we make fun of everything, even of the death of our mothers. So it's really nice. But the, the, the whole thing is like, it, it has a context pretty much. Yes, exactly, Dora, you were right. This happens during a football match. I mean, soccer. For us and other parts of the world, the football is football. It's not like the American thing. For literally everyone else except for the Americans. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It, that's just like some gringo uh, verga. But anyway, so <laughs> let's say that each time that the goalkeeper needs to kick off or when there's an, an upside or, I don't know, something, and it's on the on the goalkeeper side, I mean, they need to kick off the, the ball or they need to send it back or whatever. So in Mexico, there's this tradition when the opposite team or the, the, the goalkeeper from the opposite team needs to kick, kick the ball off, there's all this thing that people just raising their hands, making some noise on the tribuna and start saying like, eh. and then when the goalkeeper, the goalkeeper kicks the ball, you say puto really, really, really loud. <laughs> it's quite something really Mexican. It's so, so Mexican. But I mean, behind, I mean, as I already explained the puto meaning and all the context, it's quite hard because sometimes during uh, FIFA World Cup matches, we've been banned. Or like sometimes, yeah, there's like, how to say this? Uh, I mean, we've been charged with, uh, with how do you call that? When, when you do something wrong, they, they, they charge you money or whatever. Oh, fine. Even yeah, we, we've been fined for, uh, for doing this during uh, official FIFA matches, especially during the World Cup. But it's it's part of us. I mean, we don't we don't mean it that way. I mean, not anymore. It's just to make fun of it, and it's so funny. I mean, it's it's, it's part of like I don't know. Even I don't know if you go to a baseball, uh, you go to whatever thing in in, in the states. I, I'm guessing you're gonna get your popcorns and your hot dog. It's the same for us. We get our tacos and we say "eh puto" when the goalkeeper kicks the fucking ball. So yeah, it's quite interesting. It's really funny and I really like it. <laughs> I have to say, sorry about that. Beautiful that. visual representation. <laughs> so much, I love that so much. There's nothing exactly like that in North American sports, or at least none that I can think of. Like there's stuff that's similar, but not exactly the same. And like, I'm jealous right now, not gonna lie, pretty jealous of Mexican football fans. <laughs> Thank you very much. You don't have to be jealous of us. You have other things, but it's okay. <laughs> Trump is leaving at some point. Anyway, so let's move on to the next one, number eight. Are you ready? Ready. Okay. Estás bien pendejo. Or we can show, I mean, we can frame the thing and say just pendejo. Hmm. Should I say yeah. it again? Sure. Estás bien pendejo. You're okay, fucker. <laughs> nice guess. So I've heard pendejo a bunch of times. I feel like it means like something like like you're a dick kind of thing. But I thought I had heard that people don't like call each other that anymore. And I was like, oh man, I thought that was the only Spanish swear word that I maybe actually knew. And then I had read somewhere on Twitter that people don't use it anymore. And I was like, well, I'm not going to insult someone and like you know a swear word that people don't use anymore. <laughs> but. I don't know. I feel like like we have those in English, right? Don't we? I uh, I can't think of any right now, but there are for sure like old swear words that like we used to use in Canada that like 
we don't use anymore. Hmm. Interesting. So yeah. what, what, what would that mean, Beto? That means you're stupid kind of thing. Uh, it, <laughs> pendejo uh, is not exactly like you're stupid. It's more like mm, you're clumsy slash stupid at the same time. That is pretty much something offensive. Like you're you're saying that someone else is not up to the task or is not actually thinking straight or like I don't know how to say that. And anyway, is something really offensive? Maybe that's why people on Twitter is, has been saying like, hey, don't use it. It's quite offensive. But even I mean, you can use it with your I mean with your best friend. Like, hey, don't do that. No seas pendejo. You're saying like, hey, don't don't don't, don't be stupid. Don't do that. But still. There's, it, it, it depends on the way, I mean, the meaning or the context that uh, you want to use it. But pretty much a pendejo is, is pretty much that. Like, I know the meaning. I mean, I know that the word has different meanings on different part uh, of different countries uh, from this con uh, continent, especially uh, Argentina, Uruguay, because, you know, we have friends uh, from all over the world here in, in Canada. But uh, pendejo, it, it's quite funny because in Argentina they use it to call little kids. That they say they use it like a sweet word kind of thing. So each time that I hear that, like, wait, are you saying pendejo to the kid? What the fuck, man? Why? Stop doing that. <laughs> That's kind of horrifying. I can only imagine like you know, like making friends with someone who's who's Argentinian and you hear them call their, their kid that and you're like, uh, do I like do I need to call like a government agency right now? Is your kid okay? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty like like I mean you can use it with ito. It is like a, a diminutive way of saying almost everything. Putito, pendejito, verguita. So I remember uh, one of my friends calling a little kid, ah, pendejito. I was like, wait, what? Did you just call pendejo the kid? Wait, wait, man, what's wrong with you? He's like, wait, what? Like he would say, like it's totally normal. You don't call pendejo. I mean, your name, your your niece or whatever, your family was like, no, for sure not. If I say that to any of my family relatives, I'm sure I'm gonna be in trouble if I don't get a fucking punch in the face. But yeah, <laughs> that's that Amazing. was quite something funny. Amazing. Do we have more yeah. pendejo swears upcoming, or uh, we're moving on to something else? We're moving. We're moving on to the last two that I would like to bring that that it has the word puto in them. That, yeah, it's pretty much the same, but we we use it. I mean, the word puto is the same, but we use it in different contexts. I mean, it is like uh, I don't know. The next one, number nine, pinche puto. Sounds amazing. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the basic content that I can think of, that I will use that one, is like if I'm playing video games, something like really comp competitive or whatever, and then someone beat me, beats me or, I don't know, I lose the match, I was like, ah, pinche puto. <laughs> yeah, it's like, ah, oh, fucker. I mean, I'm not using puto to describe like a, I don't know, like a sexual preference context, whatever, it's more like it's saying like, ah, oh, fucker. But that's the thing. That's the context that it has right now. But if you use it, like, I don't know, outside of Mexico, and people know, like, for example, you, Dora, or Erika, or uh, 
you know the meaning of puto and you you hear it and you will say like hey that's sexist man or like that's that's not cool don't use it. <laughs> so but in mexico that's the thing sadly it has its roots i mean it has its meanings and its background pretty much the same way as chingar but we use it like so lightly that we don't care that much like ah pinche puto and you can say that to even to your friend like beats you on the on a race or whatever like ah pinche puto Rerika, whenever you talked about visiting mexico i i actually see you visiting mexico on the street and you hear this uh two guys talking behind you or something and uh, you turn around and hit them with your bag hey what did you say pinche puto <laughs> Yeah, well, I will. I will gently turn <laughs> turn my head and say, like, gently, you know, <laughs> that's a bad word. You don't have to use it. the la the Mexican it. language is way way richer than just a few words like chingar, puto, y madre. <laughs> I feel I we already have the basis, <laughs> right? There's something about pinche puto that, like, it it sounds exactly like what it is. Like, it sounds so mean and so awful, but also it doesn't sound that bad. Like, how can something sound bad and not bad at the same time? I'm not really sure, but I respect it. <laughs> I know. I feel you. I feel you totally. So now let's move on to the next one. That it has the same word specifically at the at the end, the same way as the previous one, but this one has a different meaning. Well, not a difference, pretty much offensive. Number 10. Huevos puto. Don't worry, I know what you mean by huevos. It's just, I'm also imagining like what that could possibly be as a breakfast dish. And it is hilarious. <laughs> so Dora, you know the meaning behind huevos? Uh, I mean, I'm assuming it refers to, you know, a certain part of the anatomy. Um, I'm just not sure if you use it as an insult or as like, like, like a compliment. <laughs> Like, you know, it takes a lot of huevos to just like teach a bunch of strangers all these swear words, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you very much. You just, wow, you use it really, really, oh, wow, I'm impressed. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, huevos, yeah, it has a lot of different, I mean, it depends how you use it. I mean, the context as well, but for example, uh, that's this as an insult. It comes directly from Mexico City culture, uh, from Mexico uh, Mexico City folklore. Let's say I, I I haven't heard that outside of Mexico City or the Estado de Mexico. That's very much the, like the province or the state that surrounds Mexico City. Outside of there, uh, huevos. It's very much like that. Uh, it's a sign. It's a sign of strength or power. It's like ah. Tienes muchos huevos, you have a lot of huevos or a lot of testicles, pretty much. So yeah, it's something really uh, machista, you know, like macho culture kind of thing. But in Mexico City, not anymore. You use it to say fuck up to some people, like huevos puto. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Even better when you say it like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's something that I learned from in Mexico. Yeah, that was something cool. Awesome. Thank you so, so much for, for sharing all of these amazing words. Actually, thank you to, to the two of you, pendejitos. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you Argentinian? <laughs> because if not, I start to feel a little bit uncomfortable. 
It's it's been a, it's been an absolutely great journey into the uh, depths of Spanish Mexican Spanish swear words. I feel like I'm very cultured right now. How how do you feel, Erika? Are, are there any highlights that you will be using in day to day situations here in Montreal? Day to day situations. Uh, I mean, I feel like I want to use all of them. I definitely at some point I'm gonna probably call myself hijo de puta madre next time I do something stupid. No offense to my mom. I love her a lot. But uh, honestly, I just also here for any and all uses of puto. Why not? I really I'm, I'm going to start watching more sports like any sports, regardless of context, just to find an excuse to say puto. Like, <laughs> this is so much fun. If anyone's listening to this right now, just try saying it. You will feel so much better about your life. <laughs> Finally, let's actually say this together. I think it would be a great way to uh, to end this episode. On the count of three, one, two, three, and... Wonderful. Fantastic. We had so much fun. Thank you once once again, guys. Uh, finally, where uh, can our listeners find you on social media? Or is there anything in particular that you would like to promote? Not really. It's not like I do have a, a, an Instagram account for this kind of situation. If I'm not mistaken, my Instagram is uh, BetoMotion or BetoMotion. I do like to take a lot of photos during the night or from my travelers, uh, from my travels. Uh, anyway, when that comes back at some point, I hope for, I hope for. But yeah, you can see what kind of things I'm doing. Sometimes I post funny things, but I'm not using uh, cursing or uh, swearing words, sadly, because Instagram. But if you like to hear more about Chingar or something like that, you can always send me a, a message, a direct message, and I will gladly answer you whatever question you have about Chingar. <laughs> Thank you so much, Beto. Erika, any, uh, any upcoming events, virtual events during COVID that you would like to share with our listeners? I help to produce and actually stage manage and occasionally pinch hit on this really fun comedy debate show called Battlecom. Uh, we go live about once a month on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube, as well as Periscope, I think. Uh, so you can look us up on any of those platforms. It's Battlecom. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram at Erica underscore MTL, uh, and I'll post info about each show that I'm on. You can also find on my Instagram profile a link to my fundraising page for Movember. If you'd like to donate for prostate cancer, testicular cancer research, or mental health initiatives, feel free to uh, do so on my Movember page. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Erika. That's a very important cause. So Thank yes, you, Movember will support this. <laughs> Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. If you enjoy what you heard and want to have more fun with us, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at foulmouthed underscore pod. You can also support our network by following us on Twitter and Instagram at twofingeragainstlab. Please leave us a rating and a comment, and don't hesitate to share any colorful swear words or phrases from your own language, even if directed at us. Stay tuned for next week when we'll be traveling to Brazil. Until next time, or how we say in Romanian, drum bun, cale batuta, cinte prinde, sa te futa. This has been a Two Finger Guns Club production. Pew pew!